Hi, my name is Shahara and I will be hosting this podcast. I will start by introducing all of us. Hi, my name is Naima. Hi, my name is Abeda. Hi, my name is Numa. We will be talking about a second generation of Bangladeshi individuals who have moved to the UK for better standard of living. The reason why we have chosen this topic is because we are a part of Bangladesh heritage and our family had come to the UK through second generation migrate of migrants. In this podcast, we will be talking about the history of Bangladeshi migrants moving to the UK in the 1950s, the hardships and challenges they faced and where they are now. Now I will be giving it over to Naima, who will be talking about the history of Bangladeshi migrants. Bangladeshi migrants have moved to the UK in the 1950s. This was primarily, primarily driven by economic reasons. As Bangladesh is a country of poverty and not much opportunities, there are many reasons why migrants have chosen to move out for a better future and life. The country faced many issues, such as political instability, economic, economic difficulties, Many families had poor backgrounds and there were many natural disasters such as floods and cyclones. This led to widespread poverty and unemployment. Bangladeshi saw the UK as a land of opportunity with the promise of better jobs, high wages and a chance to support the families back home. This was beneficial for the UK as they were facing a shortage of workers in industries such as manufacturing, transport and healthcare. So therefore, the government actively recruited workers from its former colonies such as Bangladesh. When Bangladeshi migrants have arrived in the UK, they settled in areas such as East London. They found work in industries such as textiles, restaurants and catering. Though they faced struggles and faced significant challenges, which we will be talking about in the podcast later, they had, however, formed close-knit communities and established cultural and religious institutions such as mosques and community centres. This had ultimately gave them support and gave them a sense of belonging into the UK. Next, I myself will be talking about employment that migrants faced after moving to the UK. In the UK, the type of job availability for migrants are often low-skilled jobs and paid a minimum wage. Examples of some of these jobs include factory work, construction work and fast food restaurant jobs. These jobs are often cash in hand as they were able to claim further benefits from the UK government, which is something that their origin country did not offer. Employees were often exploited to extreme tasks and labour work that are often undesirable to British-born individuals. Now, moving over to Abeda, she will be talking about the hardships and discriminations that migrants faced along with the housing crisis. Um, When Bangladeshis first immigrated to the UK, um, a lot of Bangladeshis faced various difficulties and a lot of them had a difficult time adjusting to the new culture and language and they were frequently the targets of prejudice and discrimination. For example, I remember um, seeing this on the news. Several landlords took advantage of the migrants by charging them excessive rent for inadequate housing. So racism and prejudice were also among the biggest challenges for Bangladeshi immigrants in the UK, as many experienced physical and verbal abuse, as well as being denied access to jobs, housing and other services. They had a hard time integrating into British culture as a result, which added to their sense of marginalisation. Another difficulty that they faced was language barriers, because there was 
there was a lot of um, places where they couldn't speak English, such as applying to jobs and going to the top um, doctors. And this made them have a sense of loneliness and alienation. Moving back to Naimo, she will be discussing about education opportunities for migrants in the UK. The education system in the UK is designed to provide a broad education for all students. So many migrants move to the UK for another for education purposes, as it is not something they have a privilege of back home. So what is the difference between the two education systems? The difference between the two education systems in the UK is that in the UK you have to stay in education until you are 18, whereby you're an adult and therefore can decide if you want to further your studies. This is known as a luxury that people in Bangladesh do not have. As they have to pay for their educations, most families cannot often pay for all of the children and therefore they will have to pick and choose on who gets an education. Many get a um, student visa to pursue the higher education in the UK. They do this to gain work experience or to improve the English language skills. They also see this as an opportunity to access higher quality education and gain valuable, valuable skills um, as the UK universities are known for their academic excellence and many offer a wide range of courses and degree programmes, this can lead to successful careers. This can not only help change their lives and their future, but also the lives of the families back home. Finally, Numa will be talking about family upbringing as children of migrants. Most second-generation Bangladeshi migrants' lives have been hugely influenced by their families. The Bangladeshi culture is all about family and tradition. Their tradition included staying in large families, which is known as extended family households, where family members are known to stay with uncles, aunties, grandparents and cousins. In the Bangladeshi societal standards and morals, it is normalised that families should stay together to help each other financially and emotionally. The sons of the family are expected to traditionally, traditionally marry and bring their wives home to his parents and start a family in the same house as his parents and other family members living there. But the negatives to this means that finding appropriate housing can be hard for migrants who come to the UK. Some landlords may be reluctant and reject large families, and finding a big house can be expensive for new migrants as finding good high salary jobs is difficult. However, if you look at the good side to living in extended families, there are many benefits and some people love it. For example, grandparents can look after the children so parents can go to work, so that's free childcare. Or the younger, more educated members of the family help the elders interact and communicate in English. So, Numa, in your opinion, what do you think is the difference between Bangladesh migrant families versus British-born families? So, as a Bangladeshi myself, in my opinion, I think Bangladeshi families, because they stay in extended family households, they're more tightly bonded um, and they have, like, they're more dependent on each other. But British white families, um, I think they're more independent because they, they don't all live together and they all, um, they move out um, and mostly don't live with their parents. So, finally, Abedal will conclude our podcast. So to conclude this podcast, I think the experience of Bangladeshi immigrants who came to the UK in the 1970s is a story of struggle, perseverance and community resilience. Yeah. And also, I think we can all agree that the Bangladeshi population in the UK has succeeded and made contributions to the British society while establishing their own community, making mm -hmm. the UK their home. Definitely. Which we have seen whilst we were growing up with our parents and families. So, Abeda, do you have any personal experiences in regards to this statement? So, I was going to say, when I was growing up, 
my parents faced a lot of difficulties. For example, like my mom, um, there was a language barrier. She wasn't really fluent in English. So whenever she had like appointments, whenever she had interviews at jobs, I had to always be there to help her because you know she couldn't speak English. So it was quite hard to see them face the difficulties. Um, because people would judge her and all sorts. This would make my mum feel out of place and feel like she didn't belong here, but that wasn't the case. So that is a wrap to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for listening.